Welcome to Tool for This Podcast, episode 23. We have a special announcement for Fan Expo and a special announcement for Kev's birthday. Plus, talk about whatever was cool in the news this week. So, with that said, strap in, under the upper, let's start the What up, my brother? DJ Kevy Kev on the wheels of steel. <laughs> In the AKA dizzy. Kevin Evans. <laughs> JD the MC on the microphone, AKA Jeremy Dove. How are we doing this week, Kev? How are you? I'm not too shabby. I'm not bad at all. Um, had a pretty, um, I don't know, I guess kind of chill week. But uh, other than that, um, nothing crazy. What about yourself? Uh, I had a crazy, crazy week and I'm exhausted and need a vacation or maybe like a couple of days like um, in a mental institution would help. Nice. But Arkham I don't want to talk about me because we have a special guest here today. We do. Returning for the second time. Uh, my very good friend, some would say my platonic life mate, uh, although I never see him enough. Steve Dunk, intrepid reporter from TheForce.net. How are you doing? Good. How are you guys doing? Uh, good, good, I think. Good. Yeah. Good. 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 Yeah. good. Okay, so Steve has an announcement, <laughs> and I want to get it out of the way right away. I want to talk about it first. Uh, it's regarding uh, upcoming Fan Expo. But 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 before I let you talk, Steve, I'm sorry. I'm going to make you wait for another minute here. Um, I need to set the stage for this. I need to I need to frame the reference for our audience, for our friends, because basically our audience is just our friends here. Um, so... <laughs> DJ Kevy Kev, if you could yes. drop the needle on the record for on a misty this one. Yes. Three galaxies away. You see, many years ago, two earthling orphans. My best friend and I raised as slaves. We started a podcast. Their only earthly and a website. A karate kid. And we had simple goals and trained in the ninja but we ways. Had one, one, one simple Steve dream. And Jerry, and Jerry, and Jerry, that someday, someday, we're we gonna start the fucking the grand entrance. It's a fan expo. Because we would be such important. Life mates, but so not gay. Journalists will brave the holy fires of Olympus to save the human race. And say, come in. And now, cut the music. I thought I wasn't sure how long you wanted me to play that. Here we are. It's perfect. It's perfect. All right, good, good. Now, Steve, here we are. It's 2019. The date is August 11th, 2019. Nine or ten years later, I don't fucking know. Hmm. But what is your announcement here today? Uh, I'm here to officially announce that Jason Momoa has dropped out of Toronto Fan Expo. Ah! He, oh. he, will no longer, he, will, he will no longer be a guest this year uh, at this event or and a couple others as well. 
All right. That is terrible news, Steve, but you know that's not what I'm talking about. There's something <laughs> personally, there's something, some personal news that you particularly have. I, I know you've already announced it on your Facebook and stuff, and we're late to the announcement game, but if you would, please. Uh, so I am hosting on Saturday, that's the 24th, uh, at 1 p.m., 1 in the afternoon. I'm hosting uh, Publishing in the Star Wars Universe panel, and I'm um, pretty... <laughs> pretty stoked about it i've got hosting yes uh my two i'm working on a third but as of right now my two guests so i won't i won't mention the third but as of right now my two guests are christian blavelt and charles soul uh to the uh to the unenlightened they are both star wars authors um Christian Blavelt is actually going to be premiering. He's launching a book that weekend in Toronto. Drop some of their titles on us. Oh, so Christian Christian Blavelt actually is choosing Toronto to launch a ti- launch one of his titles, and it's How Not to Get Eaten by Ewoks and Other Galactic Survival Skills. Awesome. He's also he's also written all the uh, Be More series, so Be More Lando, Be More Vader, Be More Yoda. Christian is uh, he actually he's, he's actually an editor for IndieWire. He's been you know he's he's a, he's an educated journalist and, and writer. He's and uh, but he's sort of his he's focused more on like the playful side of Star Wars. So he does like it's like how to books, right? And and fun fun Star Wars facts and factoids and like like the how to how to not get eaten by Ewoks and other galactic survival skills is like it's like a field guide. If you it's an in universe field guide essentially. So he focuses more on stuff like that. Um, Charles he's also a huge cinephile. He's written books on on like New York filmography and stuff. Uh, incredibly smart guy. Um, Charles Soule, uh, I mean, he's a couple, he made a couple of huge announcements this year, but he's known for, I mean, he's also a Marvel, he's, I mean, he's just a Marvel writer. So I mean, he's written Wolverine books, Green Lantern books, all sorts of other great books. But for Star Wars, he's probably most famous for at the end of last year, he wrapped up his, um, Dark Lord of the Sith, Darth Vader, Marvel comic series, which amazing, um, which uh, pretty much, you know, I mean, it was the best series. It was the best Star Wars series last year, like by a mile. And right, uh, if, pretty, if you read no other Star Wars comics, you've probably read those ones. Pretty much changed the game, and they they also gave him the you know the Lucasfilm story group gave him a lot of latitude with that character, and and he was able to put stuff in there and 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 add to. Uh, to Darth, to Darth, not just Darth Vader, but Anakin, and and even the Sith, like their mythos and uh, and that character in a huge, huge way. So if yeah, if you if if, if anyone likes uh, Darth Vader or, uh, and just wants to know more about him, uh, sort of in that time period between uh, Revenge of the Sith and uh, no. sort of sort of when we catch up to him, maybe uh, a little sooner than New Hope, but um this is where you're gonna this is the book this is the series you want to pick up so yeah mm-hmm. anyways but he's uh but charles also just has two massive projects coming he's got just back in san diego they announced he's starting the rise of kylo ren marvel series which is like Ooh, is insane huge huge that's that was a really big uh that was a really big announcement and people are stoked because kylo ren is easily the most popular character of the new series. Oh, yeah. um, I'm going to buy that series for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kylo Ren is far and away the most popular and that's that's just data too. Like he, sell, he he sells the most toys, his images on the most his, his images on the most products. Uh, he's his, he's even his analytics. backstory. Come on. Yeah. I'm so thirsty for that backstory. Sure, and 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 if you know, bring up, take a look at the cover or the image they released. Anyways, it's him standing in front of the Knights of Ren. So you know, oh, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna we're gonna get a lot of stuff. And another one, actually, one that's got me because I don't really like Kylo Ren. I actually the other project I, I'm more excited about. Um, he's working on a project Luminous, 
uh, media project essentially. So it's him and four other writers. They all have sort of like a different skill set. Um, I'm going to forget all their names. Daniel uh, Jose Older, Claudia Gray, Justina Ireland, and Kevin Scott. And so I didn't forget. And Charles Soule. So they're all part of this huge media project called Project Luminous. And, um, you know, if that sounds familiar, it's from Yoda's famous quote about being luminous yes. beings. Yes, um, yes. So we don't, we have very, we know very little on that. I know a little bit, little bit of stuff on it. I'm not willing to talk about it, but... Um, nice. that's going to be, uh, look, that's going to be a, a multi-platform project or, uh, uh, yeah, project. And it's going to span, you know, it's not, it's going to be a couple of years worth of stuff and, uh, it's going to just branch off into so many different things. So that's, that's pretty incredible actually. And then, and then, uh, so yeah, that's, pro- so project luminous, I think is for me personally, he's got me pretty excited i mean i like they're doing a lot more of that now like alphabet squadron is sort of like a multi-platform thing and it spans two or three years and they're getting to stuff like that now so anyways that's the panel so come out we're gonna just um we're gonna talk about the stuff that we just mentioned for sure uh, we're gonna talk about uh you know just sort of try and keep it light and fun with these two guys i'm really hoping people uh, show up and ask a lot of questions because these guys are re- they're really nice they're really smart um, they have, they always give great advice to any would be, uh, you know, writers out in there that want to get into it. And, uh, it's worth noting too, actually on Friday at 4 PM, Christian Blavelt has a panel where he is launching the how not to get eaten book officially. So, um, so mine will be sort of, we'll, we'll follow up to that a little bit, but I, I we're going to, I'm going to steer it off into a different direction because he's going to have his own panel there on Friday. All right. Well, exciting. Uh, I, I, I mean, I can't get over Steve, like how important you are now. That, I, um, given all of this news, um, I want to back you up a little bit, and I want to ask you, who are you actually working for uh, in your role here? Like, you have set up this whole thing, you're hosting the whole thing, you're running this whole panel. Um, who are you actually doing it for? Who are you employed by in this effort? Uh, well, I'm not employed by anybody, but well, you know I, what I mean. I'm I'm still representing the force.net. This is something that happens a lot. Like you're going to see uh, when you see panels at other events. Um, most often, they're hosted by somebody who's connected to the guests in some way, or to the or to the subject matter. And in a lot of times, and what's something that's happening a lot, especially at Star Wars Celebration, is a lot of fan sites that are hosting these panels. Like this is it might be sort of something. That doesn't happen a lot, maybe up in Toronto, but it, it's happening a lot in the rest of the rest of the conventions around North America. So it's it's not unique by any stretch. Um, but uh, so basically, I'm getting the gist. Like, I mean, besides these two authors who have a lot of amazing work that's very interesting that I'm mm-hmm. I'm going to really be fascinated by when I'm at this panel. Um, I, I'm basically getting also the gist, even from the title of the panel, publishing in the Star Wars universe. That basically, if I'm just an aspiring writer who my dream is to write in the Star Wars universe, and Steve, I don't know if you know me, I don't know if you've ever, ever had a conversation with me, but that kind of always has been my personal dream. So I almost like I kind of wonder, did you do this for me specifically? <laughs> but um, I'm not going to go there. I just I just want to say, uh, generally, am I right about that? Is this like a thing where like? This kind of pa- this panel is kind of for you. If you kind of this kind of is a dream for you to to write to write in the Star Wars universe and and, and officially instead of in a in a fan fiction kind of uh, you know uh, scenario. Me personally, is this? I mean, the purpose of your panel is this? The purpose of your panel? 
the, the, yeah, the purpose of the panel is for would-be yeah writers out there. It's a chance. It's a chance to talk to two guys who are at the top of their game and who are really pumping out some really really great stuff. Um, and uh, like these guys are both intellects, right? Like they're really they're, yeah. really, they're really fucking smart guys. Like yeah. uh, Charles is a lawyer and, and a musician, and and uh, Christian is you know like I said, uh, sub, I, I don't the the name of the university escapes me right now, but he went to a really prestigious university, and like these guys are really really intellectual uh, guys, and they and they talk about you know the media that that way as well so um yeah here's a chance just to be able to get close to these guys and ask them some questions and it's it's sort of the thing i'm geared towards like another show i just launched um so what i bring on guests from the publishing side of of lucasfilm but behind the scenes right editors managers publicists art directors stuff like that like i don't have authors on so i bring on people and the goal, the point of the show is to, uh, it's almost like a workshop. It's a, it's a chance for these guys to tell their story, how they got to where they were, you know, their day-to-day stuff. It's really like, a, it's almost like I steer it in a, in a direction of like a career advice show for whatever, okay. so for whatever discipline the guest happens to be involved. In. Okay. Record scratch, rewind, stop here. Are you, are you talking about a, thank you. Are you talking about a podcast right now? Yeah, it's called Everything is Canon. So you have launched a new podcast? Uh, two, actually, yeah. So oh, nice. you now have... This is a bigger announcement. We have a bigger announcement. I don't even have another theme song. Da, the da, hell? Da, 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 Star Wars. How's that? I do have another theme song. <laughs> <laughs> um, Steve, yeah, tell us about... Tell us well, about they're, the podcast. They're, they're still, you're, you're yeah. hosting... You're hosting these podcasts? Yeah, they're still beta, right? So I don't, Go. I don't, I'm not like, like I've done a few episodes of each one, so I'm not like, I'm still like ironing out a few things, so I'm not like haven't gone full, full blitz with it yet. But yeah, there's two two shows that are. How can we find them? Uh, Force.net and Forcecast.net, um, iTunes, wherever, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And the titles are again. Uh, the one that I'm really focused on the most is called "Everything Is Canon." Right. I stole that. I stole that from. Uh, I don't know if anyone's seen. Uh, no, one of my favorite uh, um, screenwriters of all time is Nora Ephron, and she was in a great documentary called "Everything Is Copy," and uh, that was something she picked up on her when she was a journalist. So that's kind of where I stole that from. But uh, no, the reason um, why I say Collider, I don't know if you watch. Um uh, their Jedi Council, but I they, don't know. Okay, well they have a they have a section. Yeah, no, it's good. Uh, they have a section in one of their shows called "What's the Deal with Canon." So that's why it kind of remind me of that when you said that's yeah, not yeah, everybody's talking about Canon. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. Canon is Canon is a pejorative, right? I like guess it's, it's common, but no, yeah. yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, I know I don't listen to that show. Oh, okay. Um, um, no, it was yeah, hundred percent stole it from the everything is copy. Uh, uh, documentary, but uh, and then the other one is just uh, the other one's just real. There's no real schedule to it. It's just basically uh, I got tired of transcribing interviews with authors, so I just record it now instead. And then whenever I get one, I put it up on the Forcecast. It's just called the Forcecast Author Series. Nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So and that again, that's just from pure laziness because transcribing. <laughs> 
transcribing interviews is really shitty and long and hard and it's not i mean imagine that right like (laughs) it sucks so i just got tired of doing it really so and i'm just like well i can just podcast it it's just easier and it's hard for me because i didn't really want to get into podcasting so it's it's, it really just came from honestly it just came from a place of like it's just way more it's just way easier it's just way more efficient so you know anyways that that's interesting um because you know i remember back in stokedorchoke.com days our podcast was really just the sidebar to our website the goal was uh, was always just to build this website up and the podcast was just this other thing we we decided to do in conjunction with it even though it was the thing that i loved the mm-hmm. thing that i wanted to do more than anything else um it was always just secondary, so I, I'm not surprised to hear you say that, that you're just doing this as kind of a sidebar to the real work you do, which is so voluminous, volu- voluminous <laughs> that it, uh, it's a great way to document it. Good job. Yeah, yeah it, again, it's just easier. But yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, like our podcasting back for Dr. Choked was, I mean, if we made, I mean, we made several mistakes, but um if we made any one mistake, it was we just did everything at once, right? We never like got good yeah. at one. We never got good at one. Yeah, thing. yeah. We were just we were just making it up. We were just it was like up. I mean, remember, we had a launch party plan before we even had. <laughs> <laughs> oh, were, before remember the website that? was up, yes, 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 and the salads were booked for our the launch salads party. were going to play it. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes, and we were going to have our our website launch on a big screen on stage. <laughs> Uh, at midnight with the salads on stage with us. We were going to count down to it and everything. And then the the it was crazy because uh, to our luck, it turns out, um, the bar where we had the launch party booked went out of business. What like, was the like, name of that bar? Uh, the Green Bottle? Was that it? Or that it was, sounds right. That sounds right, actually. Uh, it was, wasn't in business very long, but it went out of business like the week before the the launch party for stokedorchoke.com and you know we had the salads booked and we were like so excited i think my band was gonna play too yeah. it was gonna be like the most fun night of my life i know that um <laughs> uh, but it was it was funny i remember okay and kevin you'll love this you'll like this too i don't know if you'll love it but yeah. um it's a fu- it's funny because on the actual night of the website launch, we like we kept the same date and the same time and the same countdown. We had a countdown going for months on SoakToChoke.com to the actual launch of the website. And when the actual launch happened, I was in a movie theater watching Avatar. <laughs> it was, <laughs> nice. It, it was the opening weekend, I think. It was very, very early in the run of Avatar anyway. And I was fucking wasted. Mm. It was a, it was a, it was a thing. I had a thing back then where I wanted to. I, I really enjoyed going to movies drunk, and I did that every weekend. Mm. Um, so Avatar wasted, and I'm watching the launch of our website on my phone. And as soon as the website launched, it crashed. Oh. It, it was unavailable like one second after it went up. And if we if we had been on stage with the salads at the green bottle. <laughs> That's the the one, I know, the but it, it crashing would have been the only way it should have went, though, too, right? Like, that's, that, class, that's, that's, that's classic. That's classic. That's true, yeah yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, that's classic, right? It couldn't have gone smoothly. That would have uh, been fun. That would have been less fun, but yeah. It would have been a great story. Um, it also would have been a really fun night if it had happened. But, but those, um, those podcasts were funny, though, because, uh, uh, like, especially, like, the Patrick Swayze episode and... 
uh, we didn't, yeah, like we didn't, we just talked. It was, we just recorded. We, did, we didn't know what we were doing, right? Like, I don't know if you had ever heard a podcast before. We did one. Mm-hmm. I, I, I had listened to a couple. I think I was listening. You to, were doing it before I was. Yeah, yeah. I was listening to Mark Marin. Yeah. And, and like, like a couple of the really popular shows, like way back then. But not for long, like maybe maybe like a year, I had known that but what a podcast was before we started doing one, and uh, we couldn't have done it without Dave. Like I like yeah. like neither, neither of us had like a, a a decent enough laptop or the knowledge of what to do with it in order to do it. So Dave Owen, who by the way never gets mentioned and probably should be mentioned at the top of every show because he's so important, really, to all of this. Like I'm I'm talking into his microphone right now. <laughs> And I'm and I'm using his mixer right now, and like I like he supports me, and he's he's a part of like every creative project I've ever done, pretty much in some way. Um, he was our producer, our engineer for StokedOrChoke.com, the podcast, and uh, um, you know, without him, we would have had no clue, like even how to plug a microphone into a laptop and just record it, and then and then upload it. Well, there was no, yeah, there was no Skype. There wasn't. Uh, yeah, it wasn't this easy either. We wouldn't have dreamed yeah. that it was okay. There was Skype, but we wouldn't have dreamed that that we could just record a Skype call and post it, and that would be good enough. Like, mm-hmm. that well, recording was, on that recording option on Skype is fairly recent, though, right? Like, that's not yeah. that wasn't that wouldn't have been there when we started. Yeah, it's really only in the last couple of years, honestly, that I've accepted this as a as a um, a usable means of doing podcasts because I've been on other podcasts where this is what they do and they have like thousands of listeners and they're like, you know, uh, real shows in a lot more ways than, than our, than our show even is yet. So like I, but that parallels any other form of technology. I mean, even music, like recording your own music at home and, and uh, you know, things like garage band and when yada, 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 like it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's came with the technology, right? This ease of being able to do stuff at home. There's always, and there's, and, and just like music, I mean, there's a difference between doing it yourself at home, which you can pull off, pretty well in some cases but then you see these guys who have studio podcasters right studios and their mics cost thousands of dollars and they have producers on the other side of the glass and yada yada so i mean it, it's it's like everything else has made you know technology has made everything more accessible and more easier but there's still i mean there's still a i think there's a you know a cavernous sort of you know crater that divides like the top echelon oh, for people. sure yeah, for sure yeah, yeah like i was gonna say like you just made me think like yes it has become so much easier to do this because it is so easy for us to do this right now um you know the way we're doing it but at the same time the difference is today 10 years later we're competing against guys who are in professional studios who 10 years ago would have only been on television or on like the radio um, in in super professional situations, and now that's the competition mm. on on YouTube and on the internet, on in on these websites. We're facing a level of of competition like never before. So it's like, yes, it's really easy for us to do this now, but yes, it's also super hard for us to get any attention doing this now. Well, um, it's 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 a it's it's an ocean now, and the and every yeah. day and every day there's new ones. I don't even know how many new ones pop up every day. Probably hundreds, maybe if not more. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the thing is, though, I mean, in tech, the technology is only a part of it, right? I mean, you have to be good at it. I mean, there's there's people that are just you know, you, I listen to some people and the few podcasts that I listen to, and and 
some people are just really good at it, right? And some, yeah. you know, some people are awful at it. So yeah, uh, content's a big part of it. You got to have good content. You like what? What do? What's your angle? What do people want? What do, like, do you want to just you know talk about Avengers? You know, like <laughs> you know, what are you adding? What are you adding to the environment? What are you adding to the genre? What are you adding? You know, to, to the story, to the conversation. What's your What's your thing? You know, like yeah, uh, you know, you had the girls on talking about cosplay and consent and all that stuff at at, at yeah. convention at conventions, and I thought that was your best show. So I was yeah. like, you know, that's a that's a that's a that's a just a really sort of truth uncovered truth there that doesn't get talked about a lot. So I mean, that's yeah. like a different. That's a nice angle, right? Like that's a hook. Yeah. Like a song, right? Like it's you got to have a hook, and that's yeah. a good hook. I mean, you know, it's just like, and the, the, with with news being just instant now in twenty four hours, it's like you know, it, somebody's like, hey, you know, tune in and hear me talk about, hear me review this movie, and that movie came out like weeks ago, and I'm just like, <laughs> you know what? I'm glad you brought that up because I want to yeah. drop another record scratch here. I want to, <laughs> I want to rewind again. <laughs> I have a bone to pick with both of you, Kevin. Well, what? What did I do? Kevin, you've been hiding out of this conversation, and I'm bringing the spotlight back onto you. Yeah, both right. of you. Okay. Both of you are in trouble right now. All right. Hit First me. of all, Steve, Steve, I don't. I don't mean to move on from your announcement with uh, with any disrespect. Um, no, no, that's that was super, it's done. super looking forward to your panel. Um, look, and, and also. Uh, let's super, talk about, super let's impressed. just talk about Fan Expo, though. Let's just talk but about Fan Expo. Your comp- I, I, okay, we're going to... Hold on. Hold yeah. on. Hold <laughs> on. Okay. okay. Um, but uh, I just... Before we stop talking about your panel at Fan Expo, I wanted to say I was super impressed because when you first sh- sent me the announcement, you had super tough competition on, on the schedule at yeah. Fan Expo. Yeah. Uh, you, you were going up right against a Transformers panel... Yeah, with the voices of Optimus Prime and Megatron, and I said, Steve, I don't know if I can come. I, I think I got to go to this panel. And then, what did you tell me? What did you tell me right then? I don't even remember. They uh, moved. They changed their time. They're not right. going against you anymore. They were afraid right. of you. They feared you. I know. Well, those guys are doing it. They're doing an autograph session now instead. Cool. So I got to be there for that because I, you know, I I love those guys. Both of well, them. Yeah, the problem. I mean, like that's not really competition anymore in the sense because autographs, the way they like lineups, and you got to pay for them and stuff. So I'm not worried about. Didn't the know, the dude not that, worried about that? Didn't the dude that did the voice of Megatron die? No, he's no, he's they're actually both at the there. He died because he's uh, at Fan Expo in Toronto, August twenty yeah. second to twenty fifth. No, because they they brought in um uh what's his name for uh for the movie. Um, why am I drawing a blank on his name? Uh, Mr. Orson Welles? No, Mr. Anderson guy, uh, from The Matrix. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Because they brought him in to Agent do the Smith. voice for Megatron. Yeah. Agent Smith. Um, and for some reason, really? I, thought, I thought the original, the original guy died. You, no, he's there. Well, he's gone, anyways. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Maybe he, maybe he just lost. He maybe doesn't have it anymore. Maybe his voice is gone or something. Yeah. Okay. All right. He's there. Yeah. Okay. No, well, I was listed anyway. So. Yeah. Okay. I always thought he died. That's why they brought him in. So. Okay. Okay. Home. We're done with that. Give me yeah. my record scratch again. <laughs> we have not. We have. We're not recording a review of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which I really want to review because. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm sorry, Steve. I'm not going to get into talking about it. I'm just going to say this one little thing. I'm going to say when it came out, I posted on Facebook that it was my. F- 
number four favorite Tarantino movie. And since then, it's growing in my heart. And I think maybe it's number two. I think maybe it's number oh, two. Well, and right. I and I and I have so much to say about it, but I'm and, not going to make anybody talk about it today. And I wasn't I'm as passionate that. about it as you are. I will. I'll be honest. Well, I <laughs> <laughs> I liked it, but I didn't love it. And okay, again, yeah. I think well, maybe, it's, for me, it's just I, I've seen a lot of movies since I've seen that movie. I was at I was at the movies today, so I yeah, mean, I've just seen too, too many uh, movies since uh-huh. then, and and, uh-huh. and 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 that movie's been talked about at nausea. I'm like, like yeah. it's okay. you know, by it's, us, by us, Steve, by by your buddies, by, us, by, by, by you and Jared. Like, don't you care? Well, don't you want to know what Jared thinks? Don't you just told me. You just told me. No, you don't. But then you want to you want to know what I think about every scene in this movie because I okay. want to talk about every scene. Are we going to do okay, let's just do it. Let's just do one this We're week. not doing it. No, we're not doing we're not, it. No. We're hanging no, it up. No, this is no, it. No. We're done. Look, maybe we'll come back Can and we get maybe a boom just done? <laughs> No. We will not. There was no boom done on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You know you dare. <laughs> Don't you dare! Oh, because shit. I need look. I need like a two-hour episode to talk about what's upon a time in Hollywood. Okay, and and I'm going to call upon your film school education, my friend, because yeah. because there there is so so much to unpack in that movie. And I thought Inglorious Bastards was the most unpackable Quentin Tarantino movie. But the more I think about it, the more I think. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is his masterpiece, and I don't know, I, I but I want to talk about it, and I can't. Okay, we're moving on. Record scratch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, what's up? What's up next? What's up next? I don't know. Oh, your announcement, Kevin. Steve okay. Haddis is now your announcement on the same damn day. Same busy, day. Same. Going to be the busiest day of my life. I haven't left the house in like ten years, and both of you know this is true. Yeah. So August twenty fourth is a is good. It's like turning into the most stressful day of my life because both of my good friends have big things that I have to attend on that day. Yeah. And go ahead. All right. So August twenty third is my birthday. All right. So it's not a milestone birthday, but this year I decided. I'm going to throw myself a party. And I don't know, whenever, every, every, every year, I don't know, not necessarily every year, but I'll go out, I'll go to like these car, um, these clubs or bars. And I don't know, 90% of the time I'm like, fuck this DJ. He sucks. So I figured why not throw my own party with my own DJs, including myself. And I know I'm going to enjoy the music. So this is what I'm doing this year. Why and not do all the work on my own birthday? <laughs> Pretty much, right? So anyway, Typical so yeah, Kevy. August 24th in, in here in Brampton at All Stars Bar and Grill. Uh, I'm throwing myself a, uh, a birthday bash. And um, yeah, it's going to be an old school jam. It's going to be hip hop, R&B, uh, reggae, some like classic house. Um, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna make my set into a video dance party. So I'm gonna have videos playing behind me and. We're gonna have drink specials, and we're gonna do. We're gonna go all out, man. It's gonna be good. So it's gonna be a good vibe, and um, yeah, Jer, uh, I'm hoping you. It sounds like you're gonna come. So I'm so somehow, man. somehow, brother, I mm-hmm. somehow I'm going to drag my ass. I'm going to put in an appearance. I'm not going to be the life of this party. That's fine. Uh, but I am <laughs> going. To, I am going to show my face somehow. I don't. Oh. I don't know how because honestly, it does feel like the most difficult thing I've ever committed myself to in the world right now. Yeah. But I love you and I will I, I, I will somehow be there. That's I will awesome. somehow show my face there. That's awesome. And uh, uh I, 
And uh, Steve, will you, you know, be uh, un- tagging un- along unless- with Mister uh, Dove there, or? Uh, no, I will not be. <laughs> I, I was just gonna say, it's all good, it's all um, good. unless unless Steve has some after party to drag me to yeah. with some big celebrities, I don't know. Like, I can let that pass. Happen. If you're going to hang uh, out with uh, big celebrities, like oh, I'll, I'll give you a pass. I'll definitely text you some selfies from the celebrity party yeah. that Steve takes me to. But um, uh, I think I think you should be both uh, covering your hometown con, but. I don't, you know, celebrate your birthday Steve, in so Toronto. Right. Yeah. You're so right. Fan Expo Canada, Toronto, August 22nd to 25th. Yeah. Um, Steve, help us out. What's the big things happening at Fan Expo this year? Uh, uh, well, it's, it's uh, I mean, besides your panel, which is very, we've very started. Cool. We, I mean, tragically, yeah, it's true how we started the show, but Momoa did drop out. Um, yeah. so that's kind of Jim, a big hit. Jim Lee, a uh, famous Batman, uh, comic book creator is, is headlining the show. Uh, oh, comic book. No, comic book wise. It's, they're always in good shape. I don't know. They do a great job. I mean, they're lucky. There's this like, I mean, these creators, a lot of the big guys, I mean, they, they get, it's, it's, they, they can produce, uh, content so quickly and easily now. And some of that is because of technology, there, it's frees them. It frees them up like never before, right? It used to take them so like four, five, six times longer to produce something than they do now. So all of a sudden, they find themselves with all this free time, and so you get a lot of these guys that just are some of these guys. Like they, they do so many conventions a year. There's like you know six or seven of the big ones, especially right. So yeah, um, you know like uh, Jim Lee. I mean, like that guy is running DC essentially at this point. Um, yeah. Like he, and he goes to events like crazy, right? Like McFarlane's going to be there. Uh, Greg Greg Capullo goes to more conventions every year than just about him and Snyder, Snyder's not there this year, which is surprising. But him and Capullo go to conventions like crazy. Like these guys are going to like so many every year. So that's good for the fans. Um, I'm saying Jim Lee is huge for comic book fans. I buy Jim Lee comics just because his name is on the cover. But like, if you're not a comic book fan, there are big celebrities here. Well, he was there last year otherwise. too, though, right? Yeah, he was there yeah, last that, year. Yeah, that's just right. But but other than comic book celebrities, there are other big celebrities. Jeff Goldblum is here this year. Uh, Zachary Levi from Shazam is here this year. Brandon Fraser, who I love on Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol is my like my. I'm ex-factor. expecting him. I'm expecting him to cancel. Really? Well, they already put out a disclaimer. Like he's shooting something right now, and if it runs long, then he won't be able to make it. So they've okay. already. Yeah, well, they've already. They've already put that out there. I mean, and he's only appearing, I think, one day. So I, John yeah, Travolta I, is making an appearance this year. Yeah. John Travolta is one of the biggest. He's the A-list. Yeah. That's A-list, right? Yeah, Steve? No, 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 not, any, not anymore. Yeah, Since probably. when? Hold on, hold That's on. It, yeah. Record scratch, Kevin. Record scratch. <laughs> <laughs> at, at what point did John Travolta stop being A-list? What year? What month? Go. Uh, what year? What month? Uh, now I, I'm not gonna be able to do this from memory. Not to be what month? Uh, but I'll, yeah, I'm not gonna be able to do this. What event? What event? After Battleship Earth. Battlefield uh, Earth. probably around Battlefield Battlefield there. Earth. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, Are we at sure. Battlefield Earth? Oh, sorry. Um, that was a long I mean, time ago, though. I feel like he's been famous since then. No, he. he hasn't... I'm just trying to like. I mean, his his '90s stuff was odd, right? He was all over the place, and and. Uh, you know, let's not pretend that that the Scientology you know, Scientology thing, the death of his son, was hard too. I know because he spent a lot of time trying to bring him back to life. Um, Steve, yes. 
do you know how badly you're making me want to talk about what's upon a time in Hollywood right now? Because there is so much about John Travolta in the script of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but I'm not talking about that because I'm not allowed to record scratch. <laughs> Go ahead. It's been talked about all that stuff. This is that's my point. Not with by not by best friends, buddy. It's been so covered. It's been over covered. Anyways, uh, I mean, well, he did that terrible hairspray hairspray remake, which yeah. was awful. Yeah. Uh, geez, I'm trying, but I mean, like, I mean, I'm honestly, when's the last time? Think, last think, think of something years. that he's done. When's the last time you enjoyed John Travolta in a film? I will say, and, I mean, I will say he's talking about, out, huh? Talking about Tarantino, so I mean, really, Pulp Fiction, I guess. I don't yeah. know. I can't think of it. Hold on, hold but on, hold he on. is coming out in Get a shorty um, in um, Get Shorty, Michael. Like that's the kind of stuff he was doing in the nineties into the two thousand. Like but that Fred Dirt's that 90s, Fred Dirt's yeah. movie that's coming out with uh, with Travolta. Well, that's why he's even in town. Yeah, I was going to say that's probably yeah. what he's doing. He's probably promoting yeah. that, right? Because isn't it premiering at TIFF? He's in a Fred Durst movie. Yeah, Fred Durst uh, wrote and directed a film, and it's coming out this year. Oh, and um, it's starring Travolta. Yeah, <laughs> which isn't as big a deal as it used to be, but yeah, yeah. I'm sure um, it won't be as big as you know Pulp Fiction or anything. By any means. I think he's only there one day as well. I don't think he's there the whole weekend. Oh yeah, in fact, they I know to do a lottery fact, I know for it. Weekend, so. Um, Holy shit! I was just looking at the box office for this weekend, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is dropped to number five. Doesn't surprise me. Yeah, yeah. doesn't surprise me. Well, Hobbs and Shaw—that's like destroying the. Well, it the didn't box even open. Too. It didn't even open at number one. No. So why, it was his why, why biggest it... opening, though. But it wasn't. Yeah, 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 but it didn't open at number one, yeah. so it's not gonna. It's not gonna take long to drop. So. Yeah. We're not talking about that movie. Sorry. Um. <laughs> <laughs> There, uh, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, now there's it's 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 not a bad year right, for lineup. I mean, yeah, like let's say those guys show up, right? Let's say Frazier and Schultz show up, Goldblum, uh, yeah, Zachary Levy, Capaldi's there, all the Save by the Bell people. Yeah. Who am I forgetting? Who else? There's some other people there. Uh, you know who else is going to be there is um, our no, isn't, you know who isn't going to be there? What Rudger Hauer? Rudger, oh. what the fuck? No, I want more life, fucker. Uh, Was he supposed to be there this year? Yeah, they were doing a they're doing a Blade Runner thing. It's Sean Young. Yeah, 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 and uh, uh, fuck, I'm forgetting his name. Uh, Edward James Almost and Sean Young, who are both still going, I think. Thought she uh, disconnected herself with that film. Well, they let her use her image in the new one, so yeah, I guess that's true. you know what. This is a totally random tangent, but Steve, did you ever hear anything? Because I never did about why Rutger Hauer was never in any cameo in Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Like, why didn't they try? Because he died. It, I don't. There was. Uh, well, I mean, he died in the yeah, first one. The first but, one. Uh, uh, yeah, but 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 he but he was a he was a replicant, so we we could have had like another replicant that that was looked like him or like sure. a human, the human he was based on, you know, something. Right, but I mean the, the the premise. I mean, of the new one was the the, the eights were getting were fleeting and few and far between, right? So I guess I mean he, I guess he could have been maybe the Happer Morton character, right? The Bautista character, I suppose. But mm-hmm. yeah, uh, if they wanted another look alike, but that was the thing though too, right? They don't. 
they didn't make lookalikes, right? So, but we got Edward James almost, and then we got the CGI version of the Shocking. main female character. Yeah, um, and you know, Rutger Hauer was alive, so like, and you know, he's such a great actor, and he's so beloved by Blade Runner fans, and. But the the original Blade Runner, I mean, ask yourself seriously, is it more pivotal on 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 Solo, <laughs> Harrison Ford, or um, uh, uh, <laughs> thank you? Um, is it was Rutger Hauer really the the thing that elevated that movie? Harrison Ford was not good in Blade Runner. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, Bla- and he was worse in twenty forty nine. He was way worse. <laughs> Uh, I thought he was okay. I thought he. I thought he was serviceable. I thought they did what they asked him to do. But my problem with him is just physically, like the way he moves. He just looks like it's. It looks like it hurts every time he walks. I don't know. But uh, yeah. Um, and that was the. That's why I hate. I would edit out all his scenes in the Force Awakens. Sorry, Star Wars. Uh, Agree. But, uh, totally. Uh, uh, um, <laughs> no, but I mean, Rudger How the Rudger Hauer and even. Uh, Daryl Hannah and uh, I won't remember yeah! the other guy's name. Like they were great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 really oh, great. Yeah, Rudger Hauer, was, Hannah, Rudger Hannah, Hauer Hannah. was amazing. Rudger Hauer was amazing in Blade Runner. Like he was and, perfect. And Daryl Hannah, you're right. I I wasn't even thinking about Daryl Hannah, but thank you for bringing her up because both of those two actors elevated that film so much. And think about act- well, think about the toy maker scenes alone. Like I was just gonna. <laughs> those I was are so insane. those are so insane. The toy maker is an actor yeah. whose name I don't even remember. Something I don't but, know at all. Yeah, but he elevated that film even more so. He's still kicking and doing films now. I'm sh- yeah. I'm probably, he's like yeah, something sure. Wong. I, I know he's been in over like oh, so many movies. No, no, that's you're thinking of the eyeball guy. The eyeball. Oh, actor. that's what I thought you were talking about. Sorry. The toy maker. No, the toy maker. <sighs> So, Steve, back to, I'm sorry, Fan Expo Canada, which is coming up very soon, August 22nd to 25th uh, at the Toronto Convention Center. Um, what, are, what are you looking for besides your panel, which, of course, is uh, obviously consuming your life and probably the only thing on your mind. What is your number two thing that you're hoping to check out or experience this year at Fan Expo? Uh, like, I mean, there's there's a few boxes I got to check just from from coverage standpoint, like there's the two there's there would be th- there's two panels happening Friday at the same time, which are both Star Wars. I don't know why they would schedule it that way, but damn it, um, there's a, a Michael Powell one actually for Lego Star Wars. He he he's the guy. He's coming over from from Denmark. He's like one of the head designers for Lego. He actually designed that last Millennium Falcon set, which is to this day the largest uh, largest set Lego's done with Star Wars. Anyways. Um, so he's doing a workshop there uh, on Friday at four o'clock, but I'll be at the Christian Blavel panel, unfortunately. So we won't be able to do both at the same time. Um, but, but you know that guy, right? Because you do a lot of Lego Star Wars work for the Force.net. I don't, not the toys, right? We've got Rebel Scum is our sort of our sister site that does all the toys and collectible stuff. Oh, okay, so okay. I do more the uh, any Lego I cover is, is would be for the animated shows. Okay. I know those guys, yeah. So that, that's uh, that's such a specific nerdy distinction, huh? Like, there's like real Lego Star Wars, and then there's like TV show Lego Star Wars, and it's a completely different universe. And don't even compare me. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, uh, the I the collector stuff is a whole other thing, right? I mean, you guys know that, so I don't even. Yeah, that's a whole other world unto itself. So I can't even relate to that stuff. But uh, um, 
I, I mean, I wish I could, I wish I had a billion dollars, right? And just buy everything because it's all so great, but you got to choose, you got to pick something, right? And, you know, and it's, it's funny because like, I agree with you a little bit, but at the same time, if I had like unlimited money to buy Star Wars stuff, I would be so, like, I would have to be so careful because like Kevin Smith was so right when he said that the future is like the world in WALL-E. Only instead of just garbage, it's all Star Wars garbage. <laughs> because the world, well, like, <laughs> the last thing on Earth will be what cockroaches, lawyers, Twinkies, and Funko Pops, right? So I mean, yeah. and Star Wars toys, and or any toy, Wars all toys. toys, not just Star Wars, all toys, right? But, but it, yeah. feels, it feels like Star Wars toys. There's probably as many of as the, of them as there are of all other toys combined. It's just my opinion, but I think that's kind of the case. Uh, it's definitely like from the, from the genre stuff, it's the biggest one for sure for collectibles anyways. Yeah. So yeah, that's, I mean, that's, yeah. If you're contributing to that, I guess you don't want to do that. I understand. Yeah. I understand that point of view. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying there's no, I get it. No, no, it's a fair, no, it's a, it's a, it's a totally valid point. Right. But but there's so many beautiful diamonds in that sea of shit. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, and I wouldn't, and I wouldn't buy everything. I would still just get what I liked, but. Um, you know, there is a lot of crap out there too for Star Wars collectible stuff, right? Like, there's just stuff that's not great on any level whatsoever. But you know, it's they put a sticker on it. Yeah, but logo. It's, you know what's yeah, funny yeah. is because this is funny because like um, being like the famous Star Wars fan in my extended family, and I have a big family. It's like everybody wants to get me Star Wars stuff, so it's like everyone. Whenever they see anything with Star Wars stamped on it, they think I'll love it and they buy it for me. And so I have like a collection of just like the most awful Star Wars collectibles that you could possibly imagine. Well, that, that was like my Simpsons collection was the same thing, right? right. Like people people would randomly bring over like a Simpsons school binder or something or yeah. a set it, of pencils or something stupid. Yeah, yeah, it says Simpsons on it. You must yeah. love this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like um, there's a there's a there's a series of Hot Wheels cars. Based on Star Wars characters, and it's like there's a C3PO Hot Wheels car. I know, They're, and yeah. there's like an X-wing fighter Hot Wheels. Car. Like I'm sure there's like a million different varieties, actually. Yeah. But I'm just saying, somebody sees this on on a shelf at the dollar store and thinks, "Oh my god, Jeremy will love that," <laughs> right? Because it's got a Star Wars logo. And I have like I have my like collection of Star Wars stuff that I like, and then I have my collection of Star Wars stuff that I. I've kept just because it's so offensively awful that I can't throw it out because the irony of it is like too uh, uh, attractive to me. You know what I mean? So uh, it's like, but there's still this giant area in the middle, which is just garbage that I throw out because it's just anonymous stuff with the Star Wars logo stamped on it. Right. Yeah. I mean, like that's, you know, I don't know. They're never going to have the less is more approach, so it's, it is what it is. But, I mean, it'd be great. I'd like to just see a return to, like, old form, right? Like, have, like, Burger King glasses or something again. And, yeah. uh, you know, stuff like that. Is, less would be more. Uh, definitely- yeah, like, I'm good. I've, I, I, I haven't seen anything that I, going back as far as I can remember, where I was, like, super pissed off that I wasn't couldn't afford it or wasn't able to get it because i wasn't you know there in person to pick it up because it was a lottery or whatever like i've never seen anything like that in my whole life so i have the stuff i do like i i get right like i've got uh you know a handful of the ultra sabers now right the force fx ones i've got a bunch of those now and uh and 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 art right posters and screen prints so Mm -hmm. that's that's what i like that's what i collect and yeah 
Is there like an ultimate item that you ha- like have seen that it's like no, I just don't have enough money, like I can't, I can't afford that. Is there something that if you are rich, is there one thing? Like I know that you would buy like a ton of things, but is there like one thing that's in your head? Revenge of the Sith like- uh, or Revenge of the Jedi original poster man we've yeah seen that, right? good call good yeah we've seen that in person we went together to a poster where folded it was, yeah. where and folded had... <laughs> don't let don't let anyone fool you if it's not folded or creased it's not real so I have a replica hanging above my bed yeah yeah, um, yeah. Uh, the original i mean originals are going for like three grand sometimes yeah. more depending on the shape they're in but yeah that's uh, that's the first thing i would get wait uh, a minute hold on stop it's record scratch <laughs> I, Steve, I'm like I don't mean to put. I don't, I know you don't like me to put like the spotlight on you like this, but I'm doing it. If a random person sent you an email and said, "Look, I have this Revenge of the Sith one sheet, and uh, it's been in my family for whatever thirty years," and yeah, I know you mean. Re- yeah, Revenge sorry, I'm sorry, yeah, I'm sorry. sorry. Okay. Yes. Revenge of the Jedi. Okay, yeah. So we're we're talking about when Return of the Jedi was being made. Uh, the original title was not Return of the Jedi. The original title was Revenge of the Jedi, and there were actually posters made with that title. And those posters are a very rare collector's item, and they're very expensive and hard to find. But you can get. This poster, which is beautiful, which is uh, the Return of the Jedi poster, but it says Revenge of the Jedi instead of Return of the Jedi. And well, they actually, well, they had shipped, right? Like that's so. What happened yeah, was they shipped yeah. it, and they, they actually changed it with like a week to go. So uh, uh, movie houses were were told to either return them or destroy them. So what ended then? People then just didn't. So the ones that exist are ones that. Uh, just weren't destroyed or returned, basically. Okay. For, the, for okay. the most part, there'll be some like studio guys that have left them out and have have exchanged hands over the years. But generally, that's kind of why they exist. Right. So the Revenge of the Jedi one sheet original is like the white whale for Star Wars collectors. It's the perfect example. Thank you for bringing it up when I asked the question. Well, they're easy to find. But now but I'm going to ask you. They if, just cost if, a lot. Yeah. If you receive this email, this email. Steve, I know you love this poster. I've had this in my family for 30 years. It's mint condition. It doesn't mean much to me, but I really need the money. I will give it to you for $3,000 Canadian. Stephen Dunk, honestly. Yes or no? Well, I wouldn't need that email. I can buy it. It's the money. It's not where to find them. They're easy to find. We okay, held one. We, we held one in our hands. That, right? That's like, right. That's right. Yeah, they're not hard to find. They're just, they're just expensive. Yeah. So no, you wouldn't. Well, I wouldn't need to. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, like I could just, if I had, if, you know, if I had $3,000, I would, I could go to a website right now and order it. Right. So it's not hard. Like, again, they're not hard to find. Right. The things like the, like the original, like those, like collectors, like the real, like the figures, like the Boba Fett jetpack thing. Right. The action figure, the original one, like those are hard to find. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So they're just harder to find. And like okay. that piece of art is not, uh, is not particularly hard to find. It's just expensive. So. My question falls apart upon the premise of itself. So I am defeated. Thank you. Uh- <laughs> but yeah, I would, I would, but definitely I would have a lot of original, like I'd, I'd love to have an, an original, uh, first print, uh, like ET moonshot poster, right? Those, those go for quite a bit. And, mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, go further back even too, right? But uh, it'd be a lot of art for sure. It'd be a lot of art purchasing going on. But and I, and I would definitely complete my lightsaber collection. I would round that out, right? I'm still still a few short, so, but 
The problem is they keep making new ones. <laughs> and they always will. And they always will. Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, yeah. Any plans? Any plans to visit Galaxy's Edge? You know what? I don't. I don't. I said from the beginning I was going to wait at least a year and wait for crowds to die down. But mm-hmm. now I'm hearing the crowds. And I mean, an article came out today that they've actually had to lay some people off, some of the workers, because the crowds aren't that bad. So it's a controversy, right? Like, yeah. I mean, people are saying that it's failing. I, I had to reach out to people who know more about it than I do, and, and they kind of told me exactly why. And it's not because it's a because the park itself is bad. There's a lot of other stuff going on, but it, it is a fact, though. The crowds are what they are, and they had to lay, lay people off. I'm hearing Orlando will not have the same problem. Um, I think it's the price point. I think Orlando is going to come in at a far cheaper price point for the overall experience, right? All we hear about is how expensive it is because yeah. you want to you want to build the lightsaber, you want to buy the holocron, you want to do all of these things well, that they all, have there that well, are super expensive. Yeah, it's grouped with the park pass too, right? So there's other, it's it's not just the items because you can go there and not do any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. You true, but, true, but how sad would that be, right? Like, you don't want to go there and not do all... Like, especially if you're taking your kid, right? Like, if you're taking your kid and you're like, no, we can't afford to build the lightsaber, like, that would be such a... That would suck, right? You don't, you don't want to do it, so you probably wouldn't go in that case. If you're going to Disney World and Disneyland, you, in, like, and you're worried about... Uh, money shouldn't is probably not your number one thing, right? Because but I but I think for well, a lot it. of a lot of America, I think it is right. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the problem. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's uh, as with as with everything else. There's it's it's complicated, and there's more than one reason. Yeah, but uh, but that wasn't the question. Uh, yeah, no. From the from the beginning, I I said I'm going to wait at least a year. So I just kind of right. still stand by that. And and I'm actually what I'm waiting for is the hotel to be built in Orlando, right? So that's. I'm not going to go until the hotel's built. Mm-hmm. That's, you know a, what? that's a year I'm, out. I think, so I now, agree. Yeah. I agree with you on a similar uh, uh, for different reasons. I but I definitely am waiting for Orlando. I'm not going to go to California uh, for this, but um, I'm definitely going to check it out after it's in Orlando. And I'm also going to wait until my son is uh, an age that he can go and remember going. Yeah. So probably in like four or five years, I'll go. Um, but uh, in Orlando, for sure, not not in not in California. Yeah, that's the thing. Like with uh, there's a couple of things coming up where like you know Star Wars celebrations in Anaheim next year, and and you know there's talk of maybe going to the uh, Episode Nine premiere in, in in LA this year. So I don't know, like if I'm in California, maybe I'll just go. Right? I don't know. I don't Hold know. Hold on, record scratch. <laughs> Did you just say you're going to go to the episode nine premiere in California? Yeah, we get invites. The site gets gets invited to all the premieres. So, are you talking about like the main premiere, like yeah, the one that the theater, stars right? are good? The yeah. stars, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. That's uh, all the a lot of all the big sites. Most of them are there. Most they all get invited. Record scratch. <laughs> do it I up, like, Do it it's, up. It's not, it's not, yeah, I know. It's like, I know it's, it's weird. To, I'm not being flippant about it, but it's just, yeah, it's, it's just, it's, it's because they get media there, right? It's just, they can, you know, they, like the, a lot of the fan sites get invited, get invites to go to these things. So yeah, yeah, it's a good, it's a good deal, but I mean, it's still just, just costs a lot of money to go to California, yeah. right? So, and it's hard to get time off work and yada, yada, yada. Just be much easier if you live there, obviously. So, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, geographically, <laughs> geogra- <laughs> geographically, right? Like it's you gotta, when you get into something like this, is you're gonna miss out on a lot of stuff, right? So, 
Record scratch. It's so much nicer to be. If I could go back, let's put it this way: if we, if I could go back a bunch of years, and I would, you know, things may be different. But uh, at this point, you know, I'm just too, too geographically too far away. I mean, my, my, I'm, st- I mean, even Toronto, right? I'm still a couple Steve. hours away. From there are yeah. not enough record scratches on Earth. You have been invited to the premiere of Star Wars Episode Nine, the final episode in the Skywalker saga. Well, the website is invited. The website yeah. is invited. You, Steve, that's you. <laughs> the website. No, the boss. The owner, the owner will probably take it. You know, it's Kevin, did you hear him say, I don't mean to be flippant about this a few minutes ago? Yeah. Like, did you hear him say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve! I think it's just not because it's not, I don't know. I, I get, I get it. But at the same time, it's like, it's just not like they all go. Right. So, and, and, and it'll be the, probably the site owner that goes. So it's not uh, Kevin. I, uh, stoke to choke theme song. I'm more excited about, uh, Steve. 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 Um, let's go. Let's, we can let's Steve, we can, we can scale it down. We can scale it way. Let's scale it way down. Let's scale it way down. I what you said something earlier was uh, listen. I still am incredibly stoked that I don't. I get free passes to conventions, right? Like that's it. Could it? That's exactly could, it, my point. Steve. Yeah, yeah. It could. It you could, got it, invited to the show. The show. The big party. Come on. The premiere of episode nine, Steve. Um, the premiere. Uh, I I wish it, I would rather have been Rogue One. JJ's uh, gonna be there, Steve. Yeah, but, JJ's it doesn't mean, but that doesn't mean you get to like go have a drink with JJ. I mean, it's not you're, you're just gonna there. be sitting in a theater with him watching the movie. Come on, I, come on. Just so you know, there's like a 99 percent chance I'm not going. So. I know that's why I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Kevin, Kevin, am I and wrong? Then, Come on, back me up, Kevin. Am I wrong? No, is no, it would be an amazing experience. Is okay. what, I, is what so, I'm hearing insane? Insane. Let me tell you, um, for the um, for the Last Jedi, actually, one of my buddies won tickets to go to the uh, Canadian premiere. And I was all fucking super stoked just to go to the Canadian premiere. So I can't imagine what it would be like going to the actual fucking premiere with all the stars and red carpet and all that oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? Palpatine's going to be uh, there. Palpatine. Yeah, he probably will be. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Pal- Palpatine's not real, Jared. You know that, right? Ian, what's his? Mikhail, Ian, Ian, the actor. Yes, he's going to be there. Imagine things had gone differently and it was Ian McKellen. Instead, that would have been awesome. Yeah. You're not going to be there because you don't want to go. Um, uh, anyways, back to Galaxy's Edge. And <laughs> so then, I'm planning and, on going and next year. Is, and, then celebrations in Anaheim, and celebrations in Anaheim, right? Next yeah. year. So then it's like, okay, you know, there's that. But then, uh, but again, it, I, I, I want to, the hotel has really got me more excited than the park, to be honest with you, like in well, Orlando. It's like 100 like, bucks a day. It's it's insane how much it is to get into Disney World nowadays. Right, but the you know with the hotel in Orlando, it's completely immersive, right? Like even the hotel staff, like and you stay underground or, or inside the whole time, so there's yeah. no separation from it, right? You're you're immersed the entire time, and the hotel staff is dressed up too, right? And yeah. and they like, you know, they talk their 
talk the talk and walk the walk as well. So like your entire experience, yeah. like that's I'm that's what I'm stoked for. Like that's that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like that's amazing. Like I can't wait for that. That's so that's anyways, that was sort of from the beginning was my goal to wait for that. So and then you know, talk to people that go to the park all the time and I have a like I just have a really, really strong sense of what what's there and what to expect and and because of this big media project they have with it right now and i've i've had to read or and review and then talk to the authors so like uh black spire and crash of fate and miss and fables and then the uh, galaxy's edge comic book series they all they're all incredibly detailed about what's like the, the narrative that the park employs mm. so like it's like i i, I just i just I have a really strong sense of what's at the park. So, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I've been there without going. So right. it's like that, that kind of cooled my jets a little bit. Right. So I'm like, I'm not as I don't, I don't get anxiety over the fact that I haven't been yet. You know what I mean? So like, I'm cause I've, I have a, like a, obviously it's not the same. I'm not saying it's the same as going, but mm-hmm. I just feel like I have a pretty good idea of, of what to expect. So that's good. It's like, like I get anxiety when I go to the movies a lot, especially a movie that I really want to see. Yeah. Yeah. So I read spoilers just to calm my nerves a little bit. That's kind of why I read spoilers. Yeah, save here. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of what that's what this is. This this media project has helped me. It's really like gotten rid of my anxiety about not having been yet because I, I just kind of I just know exactly like these books are so detailed, right? And they were given like these writers. The park wasn't even open yet, so these writers when they wrote these books were given detailed maps, right, of the park. And they were using these maps and they created figurines and they were playing like a game of risk almost and moving these pieces around the map to write their books, Hmm. to write the stories for their books. So you get a real, these books are really descriptive and really great and they they give you a real sense of what to expect. So that's helped calm my nerves big time. I'm not, I was stressed for a little bit, for a little while. I'm like, you know, fuck, I really want to go. I don't know when I'm going to be able to go. And, but now, after all this, and talk to people that have gone, I'm like, okay, cool. I know what it's going to be like. You know, I, I'm good. I'm good. I can. I'm happy with my decision to wait. All right, Steve. Can I? Can I just? Um, this let's is talk about into, the. Let's talk about the is, Joker. This is turned into the Steve Psy- the Steve Psyche episode. First of all, um, because you, because let's you the for Joker. the for the fast for the past three minutes, you have been explaining to us you have been displaying to us that you are like the most intense star wars nerd that i know uh and that's saying a lot because i know a lot of star wars nerds but no nobody touches you nobody oh, touches way, you oh no i'm but way, but way I, I know there's way worse than you in the world but in my world in my existence you are the pinnacle uh, trust me on that. I, but you obviously know way worse than me because you're way more in the world of Star Wars than I am. And from now on, you're our Star Wars insider. That's your title. And I know you don't want me to call you that, and I know you you hate that. But I know other guys on other podcasts who call themselves Star Wars insiders who are far less Star Wars insiders than you are, and and they openly call themselves that and advertise it. So I'm gonna without shame call you that because you are to me but the dichotomy of you is what is amazing to me the absolute dichotomy of you is that you love this like stuff that to me that to the casual star wars fan would be minutiae right this stuff about the parks and the books that are written about the parks and the stuff about the comic books even and about the novels that like most people don't care about you care about so much you're so passionate about it and that's not a criticism that's like i'm amazed by it but 
the fact that you have been invited to the premiere of episode nine, the thing nope. that everyone else cares about, right? The thing that everyone else cares about, <laughs> the most important thing in the Star Wars universe. You've been invited to the premiere, and you're probably not going to go just because it's not important enough to you. Is so amazing to me, Steve. You're such an I amazing. Know, I know Kevin's got. I know Kev's got my back on this one. I can't stress it enough. The website <laughs> is invited yeah. to the premiere. The website. The gets website invited. is invited, and then okay, but Steve, say it with me, Steve. Yeah. Okay, okay, stop. Record scratch. <laughs> I totally get what okay, you're saying. Steve. Like Steve, the you're owner, right, you're right. he's probably going to bring Kevin his wife. You know what I'm saying? But like, let, yeah. Let and he's probably only get like maybe like two tickets. So let me clarify. Yeah. Let me clarify. When you go to theforce.net, Kev and Steve, both of you, when you go to theforce.net on the internet, and when you go to the um, page where you list the people who, uh, who make theforce.net, the yeah. Steve is Steve is listed number four. Okay. So that's three guys above him that will get the ticket before him then. Before me, exactly. Yes, right? thank you. Kevin. I, so what if there's only four tickets? So the owner and then, you know what I mean? Steve is the website, okay? okay Number let's, four. Okay, let's ask Steve this. Not the whole website. Let's ask Steve. Let's ask Steve. Let's ask Steve. Let's ask Steve. Let's move on. But you are... You are... Okay, let me ask one quick question. Okay, you are. It is cool. It is awesome. You have to let it in. You have to let it in. The That's fact, all I'm the fact that he has, like, he could go is awesome. That's awesome. But the question is, Steve, would you actually go if they said, "Hey, we have this ticket. Can you Stay get your no. ass to Anaheim to go?" Or not? Anaheim, I don't know. To, to be honest with you, I'm more like. This is okay. So talk about like, you know, whatever Star Wars insider stuff. Like, I don't know anything about episode nine. Yeah. Like, I know nothing. Nobody does. No. Well, no, there's there's people that know. Like, there's people that know, and there's websites that know. Like, the making star, like Jason Ward. Like, he he, he works his ass off. He he works his ass off, like, getting those leaks and getting those set photos and doing all that stuff. And he's great at, at. getting all that stuff, piecing it together and, and creating a, a story from it. Right. And like creating yes. a, a, an yes. article from it. He's really, really, really good at that. Yes. If you, if you check out Jason Ward's website, uh, making star Wars.net, you yeah. will find spoilers for all of episode nine, like from start to finish. Jason Ward is the spoiler master and he gets all the leaks from people who work on set. And I just want to mention here, caveat asterisk. He does follow too old for this podcast on Twitter. He is a friend of mine online and Steve, as well but let's go ahead steve please continue so like i mean look at like all the mandalorian set leaks and and photos he took those he sat on a hill yeah for days and days and weeks and weeks like overnight sometimes like for hours upon hours upon hours with a long lens and took all those photos himself like that's Star Wars insider stuff, right? That's the guys that are like I don't know anything about sure. Episode Nine. I don't know anything about the Mandalorian. I don't know anything about any of that stuff. Like I know what you know. But other you guys- know, but you know more about the comics and the novels and and the the animated TV shows than anyone else on Earth. Like really, anyone That's else on true. Earth? I mean, come on. I mean, no. the, other than the creators no. who. Who you probably know personally. Well, I, 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 I like I. But I mean, again, it's not unique, right? There are um, a thousand sites doing the same stuff, right? Okay, Covering, reading enough. the same, reading the same books, and watching the same shows. Like there's only there's only so much access 
that goes around and there's only so much so much uh, people willing to talk. I mean, like it's yeah, it's, but but when it comes to people who get that access, you're like uh, close to the front of the line, right? You're not in the front of the line, but well, you're that's, bit, but that's you're because, very close. Well, the that's because that that's is because the force dot net because yes. dust because Dustin and Philip and all these yes, guys and absolutely. all the guys that were and all these guys that were there before have been doing it since you know. Like they they broke the trailer for episode one. Like they like they like they're going back twenty years. These guys, these are the guys that get the credit. I just joined True, their, they are joined their site. Like all any any and they chose they chose you, Steve. They chose you because of your hard work, because of the quality of your work. They chose you, and I and you never accepted. And I'm not going to keep beating you down with this. I know I know I'm never going to win this 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 argument. Well, it's um, just not true. That's but, <laughs> because it's not true. Like it's just not. Steve, it is. All, it is true that you are awesome. It is true that you have reached an awesome level in the in the world of fandom journalism. It's just and, not. Unique. It's just not. It's just not unique, right? There's just a lot fair of enough, people fair doing enough. it, and they're doing they're doing much better work and and more work and uh, and uh, so that's all. That's just you know give give you know credit to everyone out there who's who works their ass off and there's. Like some amazing podcasts out there. I'm, I'm just talking Star Wars. There's other ones too. Like I listen to some a couple of their non Star Wars podcasts, which I enjoy just for movies, right? But um, uh, the amount of content out there from the Star Wars fan base is unbelievable. And uh, I, I, like regur- regurgitating stuff to me isn't isn't you know exceptional on any level whatsoever. I, like I, I know, Steve. I I, I, I you see, will never see yourself the way I see you. I, and I and I accept, cre- I accept that the, the people creating to me is in, is unbelievable. Like the art and and even like the non professional, the amateur amateurs out there, people just doing it for the sake of doing it or posting it just on Twitter or, or uh, Instagram or or uh, Etsy or whatever. Like it's just unbelievable. Um, and that's the stuff that gets me excited. Uh, and I and I like the books. I like reading star wars books and i like reading star wars comics and i like talking to the authors and i like and i really like because i'm such a huge fan of process i love talking to people who make these books happen whether it's publicists managers editors etc like those are the people those names appear on the jacket that don't necessarily you know people maybe don't know a lot about so that's the people i enjoy talking to so true that is true and and you are you're deeply immersed in that world and you are a resource um, to, you know, the fandom community at large. Um, I'm going to say globally and I'm not, and I'm not, and I'm not wrong about that. You, uh, you, you do work on a level on a, on a granular level that uh, not a lot. I know you're going to say that, you know, it's not unique that a lot of people are out there doing it, but not a lot of people are doing it on the granular level and the quality level that you're doing it. And I'm going to, I'm going to cut this discussion off now and stop kissing your ass. Um, Cause I know it makes you uncomfortable, but um, let's just wrap up our, let, let's just wrap up our fan expo discussion by talking about who else is going to be there. Uh, a lot of cast members from Saved by the bell are scheduled to be there. Mario Lopez. Mark is it Walmart. weird that that's like, got me the most excited. Uh, no, not at all because I know you, but uh, please yeah, talk about right, it. If you want. Right. Well, no, I mean, but I mean, just that's, Right in our age group, right? Yeah, well, kind of, kind of in a way, maybe a little. I feel like it, I feel like it missed me, but I know a lot of people in my in my age group did get on that. Yeah, sure. Well, but I mean, and just, what's that? No, I was I was all about say by the bell. Yeah, you yeah. were all about say by, by the, the bell. bell. Yeah, yeah, not enough to go see them at Fan Expo, but no, I'm I not gonna. Well, no, I'm not gonna pay money to like 
to see them or get a photo or anything, but yeah. like I'll do I'll do the like the swing by like the creep, you know, walk yeah. by the fan. Yeah, area, right? you want to you want to see them in person. You want to I want to see them in like, person. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, all three of them. Uh, Mario Lopez, isn't he like a right wing conservative, like creepy dude now? Like, isn't oh, am I, I wrong know. about that? I, I, I think know. it might be his, but um, um, uh, yeah, just I, I, I'm gonna like be like looking for them just to see if I can catch a glimpse. One of my fa- that's that's part of the fun of Fan Expo, right? Like the random celebrities who you weren't expecting to like you didn't know were gonna be there who you just like see, you're like, whoa, I never thought I'd see that person in real life, yeah. We were talking about this at, uh, with some other guys uh, not that long ago, and and it was we had a funny conversation about how bad. Like I'm talking about me now, how bad I feel. You know, when you go to these areas and like, yes, one, I know exactly and, what you're saying. Right? There's somebody's lineup is empty. <laughs> yes, yes. And then the one next to them is just like pandemonium, right? Like it's you yeah. and I, you and I at Fan Expo last year uh, were 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 talking about somebody who was sitting there. Who, who was the uh, uh, the guy from LA Law? Uh, Corbin Burnson. Yes, Corbin Burnson had nobody in his line, right? And there were people around him from like Walking Dead and Star Trek who had like yeah. 20, 20, 30 people in their line. Oh, at least, and, yeah, yeah. At least and 20. Corbin Burnson had nobody, and he's just sitting there looking like bombed out. And that's the fun. That's part of the fun of Comic Cons, right? Like, there's always like one like famous person who's just getting treated like shit and ignored and you get to see that right well that's the thing is it's it, what hurts me is that like i i could talk to corbin burnson all day yeah no doubt like, right? like no problem right yeah. no problem just between la law major league and the punisher like i could talk to corbin burnson all day long right yeah. i could t- i would probably bore him i would talk his ear off right so the guy's been a working actor for a very long time like there's no reason for him his lineup to be empty and and the, Problem is the rules with these conventions, right? You can't get so you can't just walk up to them, especially, and you have to pay to do anything with them. But uh, that's the thing. Like I, like I'm tempted so many times just to go up and be like, "Hey, do you want to just talk? Like I'll just talk. You want to just have a chat? Right, right, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, and then and then as soon as someone and as soon and as soon as a customer walks up, I'll get right out of the way. Yeah. But do you want to just chat? You yeah, I mean? yeah. Like that's what hey, I want. Hey. But but like I don't do that because um, it, it's funny because one time one year uh, Melinda and I went um, to I think it was Comic Con not Fan Expo. Is she going? Uh, this? Uh, I'm sure she'll be with me as long as we can find a babysitter. Uh, I'm yeah. not. We haven't figured it out yet. Um, but uh, we actually. There was a celebrity, a, a quasi-celebrity, like a B-list celebrity from a reality show. It was from uh, uh, Heroes of Cosplay. And it was, um, I should remember her name. She's like the most famous cosplayer from that show. But she was like a professional cosplayer. And um, she was on this TV show that we watched like religiously uh, about cosplayers and she was famous to us and she was sitting there and there was just nobody in her line and um like melinda and i like kind of wanted to talk to her but we were kind of shy we didn't know if we should approach her because we didn't have much money we weren't like gonna like pay for like her like autographs and stuff um but we still like felt bad for her for sitting there alone and wanted to talk to her wanted to meet her uh so melinda ended up going up working up the courage 
to go up and meet her, and she was totally rude to her because, like, all she cared about was, are you going to buy this photo? Like, am I sitting here for free or am I getting paid to sit here? Was, like, all she cared about. So, like, in that Corbin Burson situation, like, I wouldn't, like, I, I wouldn't dare. Yeah, I, uh, like, number one, I don't have the balls to do something like that. Number two, yeah, like, the fear of rejection, I guess, would probably, like, yeah, like, how awful would that be, right? Yeah. My, my, my greatest Comic-Con regret still is, like, way back, like, uh, like long before uh, The Force Awakens was even announced, uh, when Carrie Fisher was at... Yeah was at uh, Fan Expo, and she was doing autograph signings, and I think it was $60 to get an autograph photo from Carrie Fisher, and I just couldn't afford it at the time. Like, I was I was at a point where $60 was just more than I could afford, and I remember, like, I could stand, like, five feet from her because it was, like, early in the days of Fan Expo Toronto before they had, like, their celebrity seating area kind of yeah. set up as the way they do now. And they kind of had celebrities just kind of all over the place in the con- convention. And ki- and she had, like, her own table, like, just in the middle of the convention. Yeah. And I could st- I could stand, like, five feet from her. And I remember, like, standing there, like, I wanted to talk to her so bad. I wanted to ask her if they ever make Episode 7, would you agree to do it? And, and how much would they have to offer you to make it? And all of, like, a lot of questions like that. And I, if I had just spent the $60, I could have had that conversation. I never did. Well, it's funny because it I still hurts. I did spend the 60 bucks to uh, to get her autograph, and I still have it. And um, awesome. everything everything that I wanted to ask her just went right out, right out. I just completely forgot. What do you mean? You know what I mean? Like, like, cause I, was, I don't know. I, was, I guess I was a little bit starstruck because I was just like, um, there was questions I wanted to ask her too, and it just went, <laughs> it was gone. And she was so burnt. the same would have happened to me. Yeah, she was so burnt out because I was literally so, um, long story short, I had a I had a weekend pass. Um, I didn't see her there on the Saturday. I had to go back on the Sunday just to grab something because they didn't have it on Saturday. But I happened to have my Star Wars DVD, so I saw her and I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna do it." So I went over and there was like three people standing in line. I was like, "Hey, where do you, where's the uh, where's the end of the line?" And the guy's like, "This is it." <laughs> and I was just like, "Oh, sweet." Fuck, awesome. Wow. So anyway, so I got my thing signed. And like I said, I, I had questions in my head too. I wanted to ask her. and But by the time I was just like, she was done like like autographing my shit, she was literally just like, you could tell. She was spent. She did not want to be there anymore. She just wanted to go fucking home. You could tell. So Well, pre, yeah, like pre-Force Awakens, yeah. like outside of celebrations, certain Star Wars people were, it was, they would do conventions, but it wasn't like, it wasn't nuts, right? Yeah. Like it is now and not after like hamill always did well but that's because of his joker stuff right yeah. so um but yeah like carrie fisher like for a lot of years it wasn't like it was like it was her last year or two before she passed right yeah. like because yeah. it was nuts then right for mm-hmm. sure but yeah that was no good for you yeah I, that's uh yeah i mean it's, i've it's funny i too. always think that i think that now because i see people online who have photos with carrie right from their last year or two and uh yeah, i didn't get my photo with her though that's yeah funny, that's right? what i'm like, like I, i'm like and i don't do that like i don't have a lot of photos or or autographs mm-hmm. part, basically none i have a couple but that's yeah that's probably one that would have been cool to get for sure yeah and it's funny so i actually went to the mark hamill one and when i put it down for mark hamill's sign He's like, really? Carrie took up all this fucking space? <laughs> Which I thought was great. And I was like, I know, yeah. right? 
That's pretty funny. Yeah, Steve, good. Steve, you must be excited because Mia Farrow is going to be at Fan Expo yes. this year. Yeah, yeah, that's a weird one. I, that's I, I'm wondering. Speaking of like Rosemary's you know, Baby, and I know I'm I know. not going to talk about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, even yeah. though this is bringing it up again. Go ahead. I wonder. I I have to think that could be one of those empty lines. I think. Do you think? Uh, Mia Farrow, no way. There's no way her so, line is empty. Uh, she'll probably yeah. have some people, but does, has she really done anything? No, like, she hasn't. Yeah. Anything. Oh uh, come years, on! Right? And, and what are you gonna ask? And what are you gonna ask? All the people gonna gonna ask her about Woody Allen, of course. <laughs> all the people know, in her line are gonna be like our age. <laughs> <laughs> there's not gonna be any like kids in their line <laughs> yeah fair enough but there should be enough of us i think there should be enough of us that she has a line there better be come on i hope she'll so. be she'll, all, all weekend i don't know i don't know she'll get steve. sick of uh autographing rosemary's baby that's for sure here's another name i think steve should be excited about fucking lorraine newman yeah 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 oh i mean well that's that's again that's one of those people where like we were out Kevin it's our I, age group, yeah. Yeah, Kevin and I were out for dinner uh, the other night. Uh, not you, Kevin, my Kevin, yeah. but uh, <laughs> uh, and we had it's a, a talk. It's his, his wife is named Kevin. She's a female. Her name is Kevin. Let's get over it. Move on. Go ahead. Yeah. Really? Uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, we talked like uh, we just fell into a oh because <laughs> the table next to us, the woman looked exactly like um, uh, oh my god, I'm drawing a blank now. Who's the crazy awesome icon feminist icon from like the 60s and 70s uh Gloria Steinem Gloria Steinem and, and uh this lady next to us looked like identical to her no I mean not I it wasn't her but I was like man that girl really looks like Gloria Steinem right. and uh and then you know who I'm I'm a big fan I, I love Gloria Steinem I just look up to her and what she's done anyways uh and we just got you know we fell into that conversation like yeah like what would you say you know what I mean? Like, what are you going to say to right, someone? Like right, right. And, like, and, 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 you know, we we talk about, like, you know, let's say you could meet Steven Spielberg, right? Like, what are you going to say oh, to him? Fuck. What are you going to yeah. say to him? Or anybody at that level or anyone that you've just admired for decades, whether it's movies, music, whatever. Like, yeah. like for both of those names you just mentioned, I would need, like, an hour to prepare for either of those separately. I would, like, I don't – what are you going to say to somebody that means that much to you in 10 right. seconds or 30 right. seconds yeah. that – you know, that they haven't heard a billion times. Right, right. And that leaves you, you're not going to satisfy him ever or right. her. But that leaves you satisfied with the interaction, right? Right. So what do you say? So, I mean, like, somebody like Lorraine Newman, yeah, like, yeah, I'd be like, can we go just talk for a while? Yeah. Like, cause I got a lot of questions for you, right? Exactly, like, yeah. I got a lot of stuff I, I want to know here. Like, yeah. it's, you know, 10 second conversation with anybody is, 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 useless so Lorraine, Lorraine Newman besides her her own talents and her own accomplishments has been next to so many gods like has been in the room for so many like amazing things you would want to be in a fly on the wall for well, like she was she was handpicked I mean she was uh you know I mean you don't <laughs> like what the stuff she's like yeah the, the group she was involved with like she was handpicked I mean it's 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 an incredible you know you're always going to know and always talk about her and, and the, you know, the 75 to se- to 79 group. Right. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. like that's famous. Like that's people still today consider that the best lineup. So I, I do for sure. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, like that's, and, 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 you know, and she wasn't just along for the ride. Like she was really, you know, go back and watch. Like she was a major she was player, a major player, incredibly funny. So yeah, like that again, that's, yeah, I'd be super stoked to meet, to talk to meet and talk to Lorraine Newman. But again, it's like, what do you say? I mean, yeah. Like even if let's say Rudger, you know, Hauer had it been there, like, what are you going to say to Rudger Hauer? <laughs> right? True, like, true. What are you going like, yeah, yeah. to, any, yeah. and really, and really kind of any of them at this point, regardless. I mean, like. I got. Thank, I just brought, you, thank you for your work. You know that's. I just. That's all you can say, right? Like yeah, it, yeah. it's been. It's been a lot to me. Thanks. You know, keep, keep and, on. Keep. keep and on another keeping on. another name I know you're excited about Mary McDonald from Battlestar Galactica. But <laughs> yeah, but well, again, I remember again, you yeah. met her when you and I back in the day, ten years ago, when we went to Fan Expo. Mary McDonald was there for Battlestar Galactica, and you went up to her just to talk to her. You pulled the move where you weren't buying anything. You right. just need, needed to talk to her. Was that? Uh, Fan Expo or Comic Con? Uh, I don't know, but it was like ten years ago. It was a while ago, so it could have been Fan Expo because it was much smaller. But uh, that was who else was there? Were some good people there too. Leonard Nimoy was there. Remember that year? And yes, uh, yes. Who else was there? There, that was a good, good group. But uh, it, oddly enough, I want I would talk to her. I wouldn't even. Bring, I don't even know if I'd even bring up Battlestar Galactica because I didn't no. watch a lot, a lot of Battlestar Galactica. So I would just talk about her movie career, but. Uh, yeah, I mean that's the thing. I'm, I I just brought up a list myself now, and I'm looking at it. I'm like, even somebody like uh, I don't even know who here. Peter Weller. What are you going to say to Peter Weller? Like you know, right, what I mean? <laughs> right, right. And I'm also noticing Pam Anderson is going to be there, right? And, and, like, and it's like that's got to be the weirdest line ever, right? Like who's going to be in that line, and what 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 questions are they going to have loaded up? For? What are they going to have get her to sign? I mean, obviously Baywatch photos, but like or barbed wire, but like what are they? I don't. Yeah, that's a weird, that'd be an awkward one for me. I'd be like, hey, uh, hey it's gonna be a How's lot. It's gonna be a, a lot of people just standing around, just trying to see what she looks like in person. I think at oh, that it's probably horrid. Yeah, that was that was funny, now. Kev. Yeah, like how, yeah, Kev is Kev is funny there. He's like, how's, yeah, how's your hepatitis? Yeah, like, <laughs> like that is what? so cool. That is so cool. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and is she? Uh, who is she with? She, well, she, you know, Tommy Lee. She, no, uh, 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 WikiLeaks guy. WikiLeaks. Uh, she was dating WikiLeaks guy for a while. Fuck oh. off! She's not still with him. I have no idea. I hope not. Uh, what's his name? You know, uh, the famous. Uh, what's his name? I'm Come only on. blanking because you're pressuring me. I'm uh, blanking uh, too. That's all right. Uh, WikiLeaks founder, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Oh my god! I have no idea. It's crazy. Blondie, um, what weird guy was in an emb- trapped in an embassy forever. I feel like it starts with a J. Hold on, WikiLeaks founder, WikiLeaks founder, Julian Assange starts with a J. Thank I you. think they were dating. I don't know if they still are. Fuck off, seriously. seriously. Like, look it up. Yeah, yeah. Just that type fucking in. guy. That fucking guy is hiding out from rape charges and gets himself in the American election of a president. And are you seriously telling me he also slept with Pam Anderson? <laughs> yes, I'm telling you. Look at him. Yeah, I'm. Jesus pretty, Christ. I'm, yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that's kind of. Anyways, for our the show. lineup is the lineup is pretty. The lineup is pretty good. There's a lot going on. It's amazing. On. Yeah. Our home. It's our hometown event, so everyone should go to it. Uh, really, kind of just regardless of who, you know who's there right i mean it's important who's there but at the same time it's our hometown event so it's good to support it um 
It's going to be a lot of fun as usual. And we can expect it. Well, they moved it this year too, right? It's usually a week after. That's true. It's earlier in the year than usual. Because they didn't want to compete with Dragon Con, right? So I know, I'm not even aware of Dragon Con. What is that? That's the big. That's the that's the big Atlanta one, one. isn't it? Oh, okay. No, oh, no. Uh, it, there's it's it's definitely got focuses on a few things, but it's the big one. It's Atlanta's big one, and uh, okay. basically they're just having a hard time competing for guests. I mean, really, just, Tor- Toronto competing with Atlanta now? That's awesome. Don't you think that's great? Uh, well, Toronto. I mean, crowd wise is. I think it might be the third biggest in yeah, North America. Huge. Yeah. It's about 130, 140,000 people. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. And you're hosting a panel there and it's no big deal. Yeah. Okay, cool. Anyway, um, <laughs> fan expo. It's at, uh, border, Canada. at border. I don't know, that magical border. Keep people from coming up here. Right. I don't know what it is. It's a strange, uh, it's a strange yeah. deal, but, um, August 22nd to 25th in Toronto at the Metro Toronto Convention Center. Get your tickets. Steve's panel, uh, publishing in the Star Wars universe, uh, Saturday, August 24th, 1 p.m. 1 p.m., uh, room 715 Bravo, 715B. I don't know uh, how big that room is. I haven't looked yet. Um, so if it's a B, that means they've cut it, cut the room in half or a thirds or whatever. So it's not the full room, which means it's... Which Regardless, means, which means will seating, be there. seating uh, you know, if you want to make sure you guarantee a seat, then... Un- You'll have to get there a little early, I guess. Yeah. Be there. I will be there. Kev probably won't be there because he'll probably be getting ready for his birthday party that later that night. Yeah. That we're all going to be there for as well. But we have about 10 minutes left for the show today, gentlemen. So is there anything else in the news from this week that we want to cover? There's a couple of announcements that I noticed that were pretty exciting to me. Uh, uh, there's a Spider-Verse announcement that there's going to be TV shows coming out uh, from Sony um, uh, based on uh, the Age of the Spider-Verse characters. Uh, there is announcements from DCTV that we are going to be canonizing former Superman. Both Tom Welling and Brandon Routh are going to be on the Crisis uh, on Infinite Earths crossover on CW television as versions of Superman, canonizing both of their versions of Superman in the DCEU. Those are exciting news to me, but let's get to you guys. Kevin, you haven't said much tonight, so let's start with you. Is there any big news from this week that you want to talk about uh, before we're done tonight? I'll be honest. I haven't heard much. Uh, the only thing really with me is uh, I watched The Boys. I know you said you watched one episode and you weren't feeling go it. Go ahead, but, uh, go ahead, go ahead. I uh, I watched the entire thing and I was I I loved it. I thought it was great. Okay. And I'm looking forward to uh, season two, which is apparently I think they're starting to film it around nowish. Um, are they prepping to film it? Um, but yeah, no, I I really enjoyed the boys filmed in Toronto. It was good. It was good. Okay, so, fair enough. I know yeah. a lot of people love the boys, mm-hmm. and I know that my opinion. I didn't like uh, episode one of the boys, and I decided to quit on it yeah. after episode one. Fair enough. I know that I'm, I know that I'm in the minority. A lot of people have jumped on me for expressing that opinion. So um, I might give it another chance. Maybe we'll do a full review of it. But what would you give it quickly out of ten? The boys, uh, probably a seven. Um, seven out of ten. Yeah, seven out of ten. No, I really dug it. Uh, very violent. Uh, so if you're if you're weak at heart, do not watch this show. But uh, I thought it was really good. It was entertaining, and like I said, I'll probably watch it again. Actually, um, I really dug it. So, okay, cool, yeah. cool. I, I will give it another chance. I will watch episode two. That is my promise to you, my friend. Good. And we will talk. We will talk about it again in a future episode. Cool. And, and Steve, Steve, is there anything else that we haven't talked about that maybe caught your attention this week that's interesting to you? 
interesting was for me uh i'm just i'm obsessed with the joker right now so okay uh, yeah yeah so there was it's not really news this week but a couple of things that are happening so it's actually i mean it's premiering in venice but it's actually doing a gala premiere for tiff Hmm. um now this is not the usual film that they do that with uh usually films that are in this slot go on to win lots of awards uh historically um so yeah. and, and then when asked and i'm not gonna i can't remember the name of the the, the guy who does the, the the director for tiff who does the lineup i can't remember his name right now it's which sucks but um so he was sort of asked to justify why it, it is where it is and he's seen the film so he actually kind of gave like well when justifying his choice he had to kind of review it um, okay and uh what did he say he, like he was That's using dumb. he was using words like crowning achievement and uh, now of course he's got to justify his pick right so he's not going to say it was it was okay but yeah. so you know there was a bit of hyperbole for sure but like it's getting this we're getting this sense that there's something unique here and you know yeah they're t- the box office projections are are climbing with this hype which is natural but it's 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 pacing pretty high like in the 60s maybe they're saying as high as maybe 77 or 80 million dollar opening which would be incredible yeah. um uh but the buzz on this thing is getting huge and again it's it, the, the slots it's getting at film festivals is indicative of a film that is uh that you typically goes on to do very well with critics and then is is around during award season so um this thing uh just keeps getting just seems to keep getting momentum so yeah Cool. And I think uh, Joaquin Phoenix could be up against your boy Leo for uh, best best actor. Oh, that that would be such a sick sick competition! Yep. For, oh my gosh, I would love to see that uh, those two going up head to head because Leo did such a great job in the movie that I'm not allowed to talk about tonight. <laughs> I think uh, I I don't think the movie was his crowning achievement like you do, but not uh, his crown. Oh wait, when Leo I, was, Leo no was no uh, Tarantino. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I wanted to yeah, talk to yeah. you about that, but I, but we're not allowed, so it doesn't matter. But but Leo uh, absolutely was like out of his mind. Good in that movie. Are you crazy? Film, yeah. Are you kidding me? How great was Leo yeah. in that movie? Oh, he was great. What like I agree, what, what's, what scares me about Leo DiCaprio actually is I'm not even sure he's peaked yet. Really? I totally agree with you. I want to see a 65-year-old Leo DiCaprio on screen. I don't think he's peaked yet. I, and that's I what's totally and that's what's and that's what I scares totally me and that's what scares me because he's he's been he's just been really good in a lot of stuff but oh, yeah. he was he was really really great in 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 Once Upon a Time. There's in no the movie we're not allowed to talk about. So <laughs> anyway, um he saved that movie. Yeah. The movie that Kevin and I may review soon, but we're not allowed to talk about tonight, and I'm not bitter at all with my my two good friends who I talk about movies with. But, thank you. Thank you for that insight. That's the Um, end? Ms. Jackson, I I believe that is the end of of Too Old for This Podcast, episode 23. Uh, uh, Steve Dunk, uh, reporter for TheForce.net, and... and, um, platonic life partner of mine uh do you have any final thoughts for the broadcast uh i might get you to film my panel actually <laughs> if that's all right nice. i will willingly happily do so for you my friend and but if you have to leave early or something then that's fine don't worry about it that's cool it's too yeah. bad uh he, he... it's too bad i won't be able to make it because i have a pretty sick camera 
But we will be talking a lot about what happens at Fan Expo in our in our episode right after, and we will also be talking about Kev's birthday. Yep. And you know what? Now that I've promised to film Steve's panel, I will also promise to take some pictures and some footage at Kev's birthday party, and we will post all of that. Sounds good on our Facebook page and our Twitter, facebook.com forward slash Too Old for This Podcast, spelled with a two and a four, the way '90s rappers would spell it, because that's what Kevin and I are. And twitter.com forward slash Too Old for This Pod. Also spelled with a two and a four. Steve, thank you for joining us again tonight. Thank Please come you. back very soon. And uh, we love you, and you are family always. Yeah, I'll. Uh, I don't know if we'll be report back in after Fan Expo, but I'll be heading off to New York Comic Con uh, in October. So maybe we'll uh, we'll talk we, about that. We will catch up about that absolutely for sure. And even if you don't come on, Kevin, and I will uh, tell everybody how it went at your panel on. Saturday the 24th. Cool. Right on. Janet, Kevin, Steve, episode 23 is now at an end. Thank you for joining us, everyone. Yep. Uh, Kevin, do you have any final thoughts? Uh, nope. Uh, that's about it. And I'm going to go see Hobbs and Shaw tonight, so I'll be sure to uh, let you know how shit I think it was next time. Cool. I will absolutely <laughs> never in my life watch Hobbs and Shaw, but I will sit here and listen to your opinion of that movie, right. and I will wish you all the best in your observation of that film. But for it. now, Kevin, all I want to say to you, my friend, is just chill. To the next episode. That's all for episode 23 of 12 for this podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you to our special guest, Thank you for listening. Please follow us on Twitter. Please like us on Facebook. share the show. And send us your comments. Let us know what you'd like us to talk about. And even if you hate it, that's fine, but it's a good movie. Honored and up there to be nice.